Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Hello, everybody, and thank you for uh, listening. This is another segment of On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank, the bank that enjoys helping small business uh, succeed and do better. And um, I am Joe Moss, again, your moderator and president at Embassy National Bank. And we are broadcasting from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios, the global studio, uh, beautiful facility here. And um, got a good show today. Mr. James Barber refers to himself as the networking guru is here with us today. James, welcome. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. And uh, he runs a company called Training of Champions. So why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about your company? Training of Champions was born out of desire to help uh, business owners go from surviving to thriving. We um, teach a ver- uh, various classes, and uh, they range from how to grow your business through networking, communications, uh, how to take and have outstanding customer service, how to offer great referral programs, how to have a great referral funnel going on at all times because statistics tells us that 80% of businesses fail within the first five years. And of those 20% who make it, then 90% of those fail between years five and 10. So that's a high failure rate. And I have a passion to reach out and through this training company help train Uh, business owners so that they don't fail because if they put time and sweat equity into a business and they fail they they can never recover that well and a lot of that failure also ties you up personally for a long time because in a lot of cases people have borrowed money under their names or they have quote personally guaranteed it not knowing what that exactly what they meant and uh, once you get to that situation, I think people find out what that means. Yes, sir. That means you still got to pay it, even though that business is not there. Yes, sir. You know, I'm all, often um, amazed by the failure rate of small business. I think it's um, um, I don't. Th- I don't think it has to be that way because I think people usually have some really good ideas. They just haven't done either the right planning, or they haven't had the um, enough money, or they haven't. Maybe they haven't uh, defined their scope enough. I mean, it doesn't have to be this way. But I'm glad you're here because on this show, uh, we'd like for to improve that success rate if we could. Yes, sir. At the end of the day. So um, give us an idea of um, within, uh, you know, pick your topic. But if, when you say that you want to get them to survive, from surviving to thriving, what would you say is the number one thing that a small business would be doing incorrectly that they could do better what have you seen they try to do everything themselves they try to do all their own marketing all their all their um, promotions they try to do all their sales They're, they're doing all of it by themselves and it's hard to try to build a successful business when you're trying to do it all yourself because nobody none of us are god Uh, God could do everything, but we can't do everything. And so we need to surround ourselves with those who have strengths that we do not have. And and one of the best ways that I found to do that is through the vehicle commonly called today networking. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
what you're saying is, and a lot of t- why do you suppose that is? By the way, let me stop you there because I I hear that from a lot of different people, and I see that a lot. But what it, what is it in what is it about the person who thinks he can run the the business all by himself? Sometimes I think it's um, people want to be a one man show, a one man rodeo. Sometimes I think it's that, but at other times, I think it's where people they're scared to reach out and ask for help because they they think sometimes it's an ego thing because they think people are going to say what well, you're stupid uh, uh you what do you mean you don't know how to do that and i've, I've never been bashful about asking for help because right. we're we're now in the technology age and i love people and i know people and i love to be with people but i'm going to tell you this technology stuff i didn't know diddly squat about it um you know, one of those things that I see is that people are are afraid to spend the money for help. Sometimes that sometimes that's the case, but um, and and they, I think they fail to ask because they're scared of of feeling stupid. But other times it may be that they don't realize how much it's going to cost, and they don't want to. It's like this: I was told years ago, if you go to a restaurant and you have to ask what the prices are. You probably shouldn't be there. You probably shouldn't be there. Or you maybe another thing that we see a lot of that doesn't occur is maybe you ought to plan ahead a little bit better. Yes, sir. And because uh, another one of the reasons that people that businesses don't make it is they don't have enough money. That that's the number one reason they go out of business because <laughs> they don't have enough money. And but they may have a good concept, they just didn't have enough to get it there. Um. Now, how did you, how did you get into this? doing what you do well i i started out uh what who who motivates you who what what motivated you to get into all this growing up i i loved people i grew up in the country and and we were always um if a if a um farmer that was from a surrounding farm if he fell and hurt himself on a tractor or if a, a lady in the country had a a child and and had other children that need to be take taken care of people would just pitch in and do it it's just it's just what was put in me growing up to reach out and help other people so i had uh, started i worked in the pest control industry started with the largest company uh most known company in the world and that's orkin and um and so through my journeys through that i eventually started my own pest control business and i thought because I was very good at pest control. This was my concept. I thought that I'm good at termite control. I'm good at pest control. People are just going to flock in my door. I'm going to be an instant success. People told me, no, James, it's going to take you five years. But in my mind, I, di- I didn't tell them to their face, but in my mind, I said, you're no, wrong. I'll make it tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm going to make it because I'm going to work harder than everybody else. I know what I'm doing. And I did as far as killing bugs and termites, but I didn't know anything about the marketing and the sales and all the other things that the the human resources aspect of growing. I knew none of that stuff. And the uh, isn't it funny, though, how um, knowing how to kill bugs and termites, I would think, is the most important thing to know if you're in the pest control business. And you may be the best in the world, but you may not be successful running your own business, even though you are the best in the world. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. I, I talk to other pest control people, 
and they know how to kill bugs, but they don't know how to grow a business. Right. And so I said, there's got to be something out here. There's got to be something out here to help the business owner who who is passionate about doing what he does, but that will help him grow his business. And I got introduced, matter of fact, in my book, The Networking Guru, Traits of Champion Networkers, I dedicated that book to the man who introduced me to networking. And who was that? His name was Tony. Uh, and Tony, Tony passed away. He was a, uh, not a, not a um, old man at all, but uh, ex-military army guy. Tony was a good guy. What happened was my wife, we were new in business. It just wasn't happening. I was knocking doors. I was putting out flyers. I was doing there. I took out phone book ads. I was doing everything I knew to do. It just wasn't happen, happening for us. And my wife went to a small business seminar at Costco. And Tony, his last name's Devin, uh, he picked up one of our cards. And he said, I'd like to introduce you or I'd like to invite you to come check out our networking group. And I thought he wanted me to join Amway. <laughs> and I said, I'm not interested. He said, no, 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 no. It's not like that. Okay. It's not like that. It's people come together and it's different business owners. We come together and we try to help each other grow our businesses. I said, okay, I'll check it out. And I did. And isn't it interesting, but you spend a lot of money on advertising. You spend a lot of money on other things. And what really, what really got you going was the fact that you reverted to all the old style way of getting business. And that's just shaking somebody's hand and getting to know somebody. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's talk about that because in today's technology world, there's all kinds of ways to quote network. Um, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's, uh, websites, there's, uh, you name it. Um, but that really isn't networking, is it? Well, it's an aspect of networking, but business doesn't, you might get introduced to someone via LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or, and I'm finding out more and more that there's more other social media um, avenues out here besides just those. Pinterest, uh, what are the photos? What's the, uh, Instagram? There's, there's an Instagram now, and I'm like, good night. But somebody that's helped me recently just said, James, learn to do one of them really well yeah and then if you uh learn that one then move on to the next one so that's what um the, i've only been doing it uh really keeping up with facebook and linkedin for about maybe the last six months and have you noticed benefits i've noticed a, uh, a tremendous amount of work on my part <laughs> but i haven't i mean because uh, I, I was told I need to write blogs, so I, I try to write a weekly blog, and I put it on Facebook, LinkedIn, which is also fed into Twitter. So all these things are happening, uh, but I'm not seeing any result yet. But they, the experts, or so-called experts, I should say, say that it takes time on this social media stuff. But I don't really see where... Uh, tremendous amount of business gets done maybe exposure gets done but not the uh cash in your uh checking account all right so how do you how do you advise to people to go from the exposure that they've created to making it go cha-ching 
on the social media aspect, I, I feel more importantly than the social media is to become part of some some network. That way you've got a other business professionals that are around you. Instead of you trying to sell your business to everybody that you shake your hands with, you build a relationship with those people and those people in turn will become your raving fans and they go out and tell their contacts about you and help sell your services. Um, but at the end of the day, um, isn't it about, uh, like you said, it was networking. It was a networking function. It was getting in front of people. So the social media maybe helps, like you said, your exposure. But at the end of the day, you got to get in front of people. Yes. Well, social media is one way to get in front of people, but there's also networking meetings like the Gwinnett Chamber has uh, two weekly meetings, one on Thursday at 730 and one on Friday at at nine o'clock. They last an hour and a half. But there's also other groups out here like BNI and uh, North Georgia Business Connection, other groups that are networking groups as well. And each of those have a classification of what they're called. And that is another way. Now, that's that's not just getting getting the exposure. That's not what really helps you grow your business, though. But it's the relationship. Mm -hmm. When you build that relationship, just because I show up at a meeting and I tell people what I do and I show up for two or three months and I tell them what I do and I don't show back up again, that didn't get me a bit of business. That just took time. But when I I meet those people at that meeting. Or I meet somebody on Facebook or I meet somebody on LinkedIn and then I send them a message. Hey, let's sit down and have lunch. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's see how we can help one another grow our businesses because we want it to be a mutually beneficial relationship. And so it's not just getting the exposure. It's getting uh, building that relationship. So you truly build that network around you and people are passionate about helping you. Yeah, I I want I want to get to that, but listen, you're uh, you're listening to On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. This is Joe Moss, your moderator, and we're talking to James Barber, and he is the networking guru, um, and uh, runs a company called Training of Champions. Um, and we're we're trying to talk about the social media networking, how it's all intertwined. Um, it, it, we're we're talking about relationships. Um, so I guess the if we could kind of go down the the order, the the um, the social media will help you develop some exposure. Yes, sir. Which will turn into relationships. However, at the end of the day, you've got to build and focus on building those relationships. Yes, sir. You've got to build a relationship because just because you put something on social media and people like it, that doesn't mean they become your fan yet. That doesn't mean that they're going to help you. But what I am finding out that I'm doing more and more of uh, Facebook, and I try to post something every day, whether I take, uh, go play racquetball, and I take pictures, and I post it, hey, this is what happened today, or I'm working on a new training program, or I spent time at the chamber, I spent time at a BNI meeting, or I spent time training a company. Regardless of what I do, I try to put it out on Facebook. I try to put certain things on LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is more of a business, uh, business to business. And in doing this, what I am finding is that people will say, hey, I really like this, and then they'll make a comment. And But that's not 
putting any money in my bank account. But right. what is putting money in my bank account is I'm building social equity. I'm, bu- I'm building this personal equity with them by putting stuff. Sometimes I'll just put up stuff out there that will help them. I'll, my blogs, my blogs are meant just to help people. Sometimes they're about leadership. Sometimes they're about networking. Sometimes they're about just having the right kind of attitude in life. And through doing this, when people see this content, this takes time. But building a relationship takes time, too. I don't know many people when they get married. I know when I met my wife, I didn't see her the first time and say, hey, babe, let's get married and have a whole passel of kids. It just didn't happen that way. No, it doesn't, does it? No, sir. <laughs> takes time <laughs> yeah. to build that relationship. Um, talk about blogging for a minute. How long are your blogs? Uh, I'm on a, I'm on a week, or excuse me, a monthly call with Dr. Ivan Meisner, which is the founder of BNI, and we have this this author mentoring call, and they told us that to keep our blogs between 300 to 500 words. So that's what I try to do every time is is I'll put it on a word program before I actually load it into my website in the program that I've got there. And you load it on your individual website. So your Facebook will then feed into your website. Um, I don't have it set up to do that. I just do it manually myself. Okay. All right. But um, so you got a blog going and how often do you reblog? I blog um, once a week and I try to keep um, four or five that I've already written ahead of time because I, I hate doing stuff at the last minute. It just it just you never know what's going to happen mm-hmm. at the last minute. So right now I've got about five other ones that's just sitting there, but I have not published them yet. Okay. And um, uh, how often do you get out and just try to network, meet people? Uh, is that a is that a scheduled event for you? Is that just as it comes up, or how much time do you actually set a time time on your calendar to do that? Yes, sir. I I probably average networking with at least 150 people a week. And how does that come about typically? The chamber meeting. I try to attend the chamber meeting. I go to, I, I am a BNI director, so I go and visit different BNI chapters just to kind of make sure that they're following the process that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So between BNI and the, I'm also a BNI trainer, uh, training their uh, membership success program. And in doing that, I'm meeting people at least 150 a week that I'm networking with. Hmm. Okay. So that's a big part of what you do. That's how I grew my pest control business. Yeah. I, I had a pest control business, Triumph for Pest Control. I sold it back in December, but I grew it not knowing anything about networking. I mean, I grew up in the country, so I understood that networking, but I didn't know anything about business networking. Didn't know anything about business, period, other than how to kill bugs and how to kill termites. But through the networking that I did at the Gwinnett Chamber, which, by the way, happens to be one of the largest, most active chambers in the country. We're fortunate. It's right here. So when people don't take advantage of that, they're just missing out, especially as a business owner. They're mm-hmm. missing out. Mm-hmm. And then my connections in BNI, which is Business Network International, it's a worldwide organization. There's about 190,000 members what worldwide. Does, yeah, what does BNI stand for again? Business Network International. Okay. 
It was founded by Dr. Ivan Meisner. Okay. Okay, good. Um, well, we, going into a small business, uh, you mentioned um, the uh, the number one reason uh, that, that, that they typically don't make it is they try to do everything. What's number two? We talked about uh, uh, lack of funding. Um, where does planning fit in all that? Where does leadership fit in all that? What are some of the other things that you see that you try to work on? The the planning book one of, of the Networking Guru series deals with just the networking, building that networking. When I went into business, I'm just going to tell you, I didn't have a business plan. I didn't have business coaching. I, didn't, I had just a hard work ethic. Just it was put in me to work hard. Now, I picked up some of those things along the way. Now, it's smart if somebody, if I had to do it over again, the first thing I would have done, I would have met with Bob Lample. He lives in Gwinnett County. He writes business plans, and he goes through everything that you need. Most of the time, and, and I've met with him, talked with him, networked with him for the last several years now. But when I talked to him, he said, James, usually when I meet with somebody, they'll give me a figure of what they think it's going to take to operate their business. Usually it's double that. And I tell them. So that's the first thing I would have done. I would have met with Bob Lample to get a business plan set up. Mm -hmm. Didn't we have him on the show, Mike? No. We have not. Okay. We had a similar name. Okay. Good. Um, so he was good just to, uh, he was good just to, to, kind of guide you so i would say that every small business person needs an advisor like that correct don't try to do it yourself in the early stages the the format of the gwinnett uh, of the networking guru is written from a mentor standpoint so many times when people try to figure it out by themselves they don't realize that somebody else has already been down the road they know they've already been why reinvent the wheel there's no sense in doing that mm -hmm. and so if you can have somebody if you can get if you're wanting if it's just an idea or a concept that you have if you can get somebody that will mentor you and help you to walk you through each step of the way uh, and be objective oh yeah that that's exactly what you want they, they may tell you some stuff that you don't want to hear, but you've got to get somebody that you trust and you have confidence in. And because I've grown a business, I've sold a business, I'm now working on my training business and teaching others how to grow a business, this is what I try to do with people. I try to mentor them. I try to mentor people from the chamber. I try to mentor people in BNI and other business owners that I run across because it breaks my heart when I talk to people and they they put their heart and they put their tears and they put their money in a business and it fails. That bothers me. Especially something that had a good chance of being successful. Yes, sir. And, um, for example, um, you know, I tend to be a numbers guy, so I look at profit margins. You know, if you got a good profit margin, you go run with it. But even though, even if you have a good profit margin, you may not make it someone's got a hero of you yes sir and it gets back to that what's that thing we keep getting back to mike all about the customer getting getting in front of those people and letting them know uh who you are what you do 
um, and um, doing it in an effective way so they start to have a, a, a trust in you. Yes, sir. That's exactly right. And then, then you start building the crowd, and then people start talking about you. How much, how much of your work in the uh, um, bud killing business was referral at the, toward the end? I would say 90% of my business came through referrals from the Gwinnett Chamber or from BNI or from an existing customer. All right. And then not the existing customer, but BNI, Gwinnett Chamber, how did you plant those seeds? Just being there and letting people know who you were. That, not just that. that. That's where many people go wrong in their networking. They show up. They're there. They're there every week. But as soon as the meeting is over, boom, they hit the door, they run. I got to go to the next appointment. You know, I got to chase down the next dollar. And they don't take time to build the relationships. See, I built the relationships at the Gwinnett Chamber. I built the relationships with people in BNI. I built relationships with people in North Georgia Business Connection. I built those relationships with those people. I love them. They love me. They want to send customers my way. I want to send customers their way. And this is what I love, being a business owner. When you build that relationship and you build you build that uh, personal touch with them, you, you care about them more, more as a person, mm-hmm. also more than what they'll do for you or you can do for them. You learn to care about them. But this is a biggie, especially as a business owner. I didn't have to pay half of their Social Security. I don't have to pay uh, for benefits. I don't have to supply them a car. I don't have to supply them a cell phone. I just got to go eat lunch with them. I got to spend time with them. I got to care about them as people. And then they'll care about me and my business. And then ultimately, they, they and back in the insecticide business, uh, I think the line is, I kill bugs and termites better than anybody. Um, they'll just hear that and then want to refer. By the way, how can I help you? Well, Refer me to somebody. Well, it, it's not just saying that because when you go to the chamber, you get usually 30 seconds to get up and give your what's called an elevator speech or it's, or it's a sometimes called a sales manager speech or uh, an infomercial, a weekly presentation. It has different names. And when you go to BNI, many times you get 60 seconds. But it's not just that. It's going out, again, and having that coffee. And when you sit down and you have that one-to-one with them and you ask them, what can I do to help you grow your business? When I'm talking to my customers, how can I introduce you to them that will not be offensive to my customers and act like I'm pushing you in the door? How can I do that? What are some words that I could say? Educate me because I'm on your sales team. And I love having other people on my sales team that I don't have to pay after social security and provide benefits for help give some advice on developing that elevator pitch a lot of people struggle with that there's two schools of thought um one is that you would state your name and your company name then you give a lcd a lowest common denominator i'll give it to you from an example of pest control a pest control person don't just kill roaches they don't just kill ants they don't just cure earworks, silverfish, millipedes, centipedes, scorpions, pillbugs, sowbugs, uh, rats, mice. Squirrels. <laughs> Squirrels. <laughs> it, it, they, they kill a number of things. So what you would do is you would focus on one of those things. That would be an LCD. You would maybe talk about roaches. 
And when you get up and talk about roaches, then you tell a story or you give facts concerning roaches. And one of the biggest things that people miss when they're giving their elevator speech or they're giving their weekly presentation or their infomercial is they fail to ask for a specific referral. They fail to do it. If I say um, in pest control, I'm looking for anybody that's got bugs because we can kill them graveyard dead. Well, you think of nobody. But if I get specific and then say, I'm looking for your next door neighbor. Her name is Susan Jones, and she has ants running around in her kitchen, and they didn't bring the uncles with them. That's exactly who I'm looking for because they've tried hot shot. They've tried raid. They've tried black flag. They've tried everything from home. Depot and they're still Walmart, there. And they're still there. That's exactly who I'm looking for. And the way you can introduce me is when she mentions it, then you say, ah, I've got a guy for you. This guy can come in and take care of your problem. So you, you list out from your experiences what is the number one thing that's bothering people along those lines and get people to think along those lines and say, next time you hear that problem, because I know you will hear that problem, I want you to think of me. Yes, sir. And then you close with your name and company name. And your name and company name is mainly for branding purposes because it takes seven to ten times for people to hear your name and company name before they ever get to recognize who you are um in the, in the, we have uh the bio you submitted to me that i had to you know that i that i read through before the show um something in here said caught my eye so people know you from your unique infomercials yes sir i need to we need to hear about that okay um i've most people will when they do their weekly presentation or their infomercial Many people will wing it, and it's okay to wing it if you're a chicken. But I don't usually see feathers growing on anybody when I go to a networking meeting. And and so what I did is I didn't want to just uh, be somebody that people wouldn't remember. So I would do crazy stuff, but I would get all of the points in my presentation that I was trying to do. I would get the name and company name. I'd talk about one thing. I'd give a little message. I would take and ask for a specific referral and I would end with name and company name. And and many times I would do this in a way that it would help people remember not just my name is James. I'm with Triumph. No, 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 no. Uh, I'll give you an example. Is that okay if I, I just give you an example? Please, please. All right. This is if I'm at the uh, – just say I'm at a BNI uh, meeting and it's my turn to speak. Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Dr. Jimmy Barber with WBUG in Decula, Georgia. The number one hit all across America is, we sent those termites away today. Cause with termites we do not play. Soon we'll carry them away. We sent those termites away today. Hey, hey. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You've heard it said that teenagers will eat you out of house and home. I promise you that termites will literally eat you out of house and home. A great referral for us today is your next door neighbor. Her name is Susan Jones, and she got these flying bugs that look like flying ants in her kitchen, and they're swarming all over the place, and she's screaming, and she said, what am I going to do? Call the bug man. That's a great referral for us because it's not flying ants more than likely. It's swarming termites. So if termites or bugs bug you, we'll bug them and help you to have a triumphant day. I'm Dr. Jimmy Barber, WBUG, Decula, Georgia.
So the next time I think of see or hear of termites or anything flying around that looks uncontrollable, I'm going to think of WPUG. <laughs> that's, that's, I like that. I like that. Um, you've left uh, some, I, I guess what you've done is you've, uh, again, associated yourself, uniquely associated yourself with a common issue, and you've asked people to identify that issue and to talk about you when they hear that issue. Yes, sir. Pretty basic. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, we're having a real good conversation with James Barber, Training of Champions. This is Joe Moss, and you're listening to On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. Um, we just heard a very unique infomercial, and uh, when we get the replay of this show, I think I'm going to have to hear that again. That sounds uh, got a, It's got legs. We, I guess we could go to WBANK, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. Because <laughs> well, we want to hear about all those issues that you have with your bank and how we can uh, we can handle those. Um, interesting. Um, so, where are you in uh, in book writing these days? Is that a, a good use of time or the book writing? My I had a good friend of mine. I have a good friend, not had. He's still here. <laughs> but I have a good friend, David Alexander, who co-wrote a number one bestseller, Networking Like a Pro. He told me that when I had a concept for this book, because I didn't see anything on the market like it. There are several networking books out here. There are several books about business out here. But I didn't see one written in the vein like an Ogmandino book. And that's what I wanted to write. Ogmandino would write books where he would tell a story and he would work in the principles. Big example, one of his greatest book, known books is The Greatest Salesman in the World. And one principle, Joe, that I remember from that book when I read it was there was a camel boy who wanted to be the greatest salesman of the world, and, but he worked for the greatest salesman in the world. He told him, he said, all right, you want to be a great salesman? I have this robe. This is how much it costs me. This is how much I need to make. Anything you sell it for above that is your own money. That's your profit. The guy went for three days trying to sell this robe. Finally, dejected, spirits crushed, he gave the robe away. And then the man started teaching him principles because the man who had taught him principles told him that whenever you teach the next greatest salesman in the world, then I want you to release the principles to the world. And this was the principle that he taught him off of that. He said, you're having a great day. You can sell anybody anything. I want you to learn this principle. This shall come to pass. You're having a bad day. You can't sell ice water to people in hell. Remember, this too shall come to pass. But he told it in a story form. Now, if he'd have just put them principles out there and you had 10 principles, 10 principles for being a successful salesperson, I reckon I would have worked my way through it. I've got business books. I've got four or five that I'm reading right now, and I read three or four pages here, three or four pages there, because they're written where it's more so like a technical manual where the do's and the don'ts, but it's not written in a story. So I wanted to write a book about networking. That would be the first book. And in my mind, I had this concept. What does the business owner need when he's going into business? Well, the first thing, he's got to get customers in the door. 
Mm-hmm. One of the greatest ways to do that is build a network around you. So that was what book one was about. And it's about this guy. He don't know what to do. He's crying to his wife. And he says, I, I think we need to give up. We've been in business six months. It's not working. I, I thought I'd be rich by now. It's not happening. I, and she says, hey, just calm down. Go talk to your friend Mike. And Mike tells him, well, I could probably help you a little bit. But there's this guy at the chamber called the called the networking guru. Won't you go talk to him and see if he'll help you? And the networking guru takes this guy under his wing and he works on different aspects, introduces him to different experts who has a expertise in networking, and they teach him a different principle about networking. And and people who have read the book, they've been like, oh, my word. This is they they've compared it to Bob Berg's book, Go Giver, because Go uh, Go Giver has business principles and it's told in story vein. Uh, story vein. Uh, others compare it to Ogmandino's books because he always wrote it in story vein. So I'm excited about that. I am working on book two. Book two is going to deal with some basics about business plan, business coaching, some basic sales training, and. Although it's written in a fictive vein, I do use real people like Bob Lample, which I mm-hmm. mentioned earlier. Uh, I've already talked to Bob Lample. Bob Lample, I'm mentioning in the book, and the networking guru will introduce in in his name, by the way, in the book is uh, is Timothy, and uh, his understudy is Clark. And in the book, Timothy will introduce Clark. In book two, he will introduce him to Bob Lample, which will help him. And work with him on a business plan to show him, hey, you can be successful, but you got to stick with the plan. You mm-hmm. can't you can't deviate from the plan. And that way, they're learning through mentoring of a proven success. Oh yes, sir. Right. Yeah, I think uh, mentoring is a very overlooked and uh, underutilized talent and need in today's world. Yes, sir. All of us have an obligation to mentor. Um, well, listen, um, we've run out of time, James, but I, this has been really, really good. Um, I'll give you a couple minutes to tell everybody how to get a hold of you, um, uh, how to remember you. Want to hear this one, too? And then uh, we'll wrap it up. The best way to get a hold of me is by going to, you can email me at the networking guru. 7777 at gmail.com. guru 7777 at gmail.com. You can also go to our website. The easiest way to get there is networking-guru.com, networking-guru.com, or you can call our office at 770-287-3131. Repeat, 770-287-3131. Three one three one, and probably the m- most realistic thing about me, and, and the most memorable thing about me, that people uh, tell me over and over again, they say you're a real person. I bleed when people bleed, when people cry, I cry. I know what it's like to take somebody uh, who's lost a business and just hug them and pat them on the back and tell them I'm here to help you. I know what it's like to see new people uh, come to the chamber. They don't know anything about the chamber. They don't know anything about networking. 
and I'll shake their hand and I'll welcome them and I'll just tell them, hey, we're here for you. I'm not doing it for business. I'm doing it because I want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. But my genuine love and care for people, it's not a facade. Some people will put on a facade if they're trying to sell you something, acting like they're your friend. But then as soon as you write them a check, you never hear from them again. Right. That's not who I am. Mm -hmm. I love people. I care about people. And I care about this North Georgia area in which we live. I want to see business owners succeed. I don't want to see any more failures. And improve on that success rate. Yes, sir. I'd like to see that, too. That would be good for all of us. Well, listen, that is uh, today's version of On the Money. Uh, James, we thank you so much for being here. And, um, uh, you know, Embassy National Bank does a lot of helping and wants to help people with small business succeed. We get involved in uh, uh, complex transactions all the time where other banks have not been able to, to help, and we typically can. And um, so with that, um everybody be careful out there um enjoy the football season because we're there and uh we will see you next time on on the money brought to you by embassy national bank